Have you always wanted to be psychic? Do you long to expand your gifts for personal or professional growth? Would you like to study directly with Sarah? Sign up now for the Mystic School, Sarah's certification program in spiritual intuition, where you'll learn with a supportive group of kindred souls just like you. Classes start every semester. Learn how you can become a student of the Mystic School at sarahwiseman.com. Are you a psychic, sensitive, or seeker who wants to learn more? Welcome to the Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman, where we dive deep into all things mystic and metaphysical. Here's Sarah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mystic School. I'm Sarah Wiseman. I'm so happy to be with you here today, and we're kind of mid-July, beautiful, beautiful time here, up here in the Pacific Northwest, where we are, Seattle, Portland area, and uh, just a really lovely time to enjoy. I mean, we don't have summer. (laughs) We don't have summer all that long, so we might as well make the most of it, right, when when we're here. So that's always just a fun thing, and just feeling this starting to relax, starting to enjoy being outside longer, the longer nights, just the enjoyment of all of that. So I'm hoping you're being able to dip into that a little bit. So today on the Mystic School, we're talking about all things mystic and metaphysical. And we're going to talk about the mystic dreams. The mystic uses dream time as a way to journey in other realms and receive messages from the spirit world and beings in other dimensions. So we're going to talk about what that means to you and how you can kind of amp up or activate or uh, work with your dreams in a, a, a little bit deeper way. Um, so, and we're going to talk about recurring dreams and what they mean. I do invite you to call in for uh, free readings Tuesday, 888-298-5569-888-298-5569. And just so happy to chat with you about whatever's on your mind in terms of the spiritual realm. So one thing about dreams, so I wanted to share with you, last night I had a dream that a giant spaceship um came down our street it was hovering low to the ground a giant big sort of like the orville style spaceship huge spaceship taking up all the street and the ets got out and came to the door and were like politely knocking on the door like solicitors or something and uh said to one of the people in the house "Uh, we'd like you to come with us And the person that they were reaching out to was like, oh, yes, of course, I'm completely ready. I've been expecting you. And and then they were like, "Uh, we'll be back for you later to me. And uh, so this is of interest because in the past, I could have never imagined having a dream about ETs. This isn't something I've experienced very much. And lately, this year, I've started to have lots of dreams like this. Not so much the big ship coming down the street, floating, you know, a couple of feet off, off the sidewalk somehow or the street, 
But this idea of actually crossing through that veil and making contact with other beings in other dimensions, a different layer of journeying. And when we're in, you know, there's this, it's so interesting because dreams, journeying, and regular meditation are, and, and, and daydreaming are all this sort of subset of disassociation or going elsewhere um, and existing in other realms. But the thing about dreams is that dreams are probably the space, even if we're really strong, lucid dreamers, dreams are probably the space where we have the least control about what we're going to view or see or experience. So it's always very interesting to go ahead and navigate, um, go ahead and navigate the dream, try to remember it as best we can, and then work with it as best we can. So in regular meditation, like say an ancient tradition, Buddhist meditation or something along those lines, we go into a, a highly relaxed trance state. We rest, we use the breath, we rest in a state and we experience often a bliss state or at the very least a, a very healing, relaxed, tranquil state of peace for a certain amount of time. It's so beneficial. In daydreaming, we just sort of zone out, we disassociate, we go elsewhere. Um, and actually, this is a great practice. And if you don't let yourself daydream, it's fantastic. Doodling or doing something minor with your hands can help. Something like taking a shower or doing the dishes, doing some driving, just these little things where we're doing one thing, but our mind is floating around elsewhere, processing, examining, uh, considering. When we do the type of meditation that I teach uh, in all the groups that I teach, we're doing a kind of journeying where it's pretty specific. We might set a question in motion and look for information in response to that question, or we might go into a journey uh, where we're going to the various portals, which are understandable, repeatable, repeatable places in our collective psyche that we can visit and have particular things happen um, the same over and over. So we can visit, say, the house where the departed are. We can visit the house where the guides are. We can visit the house where animal commu communication is, and so on and so forth, past lives. So we can, we can go in journeying, as in the way that I teach it, and some other folks teach it this way too, um, we can go to specific places and have specific questions answered and receive intuitive gathering and receive information. So we have a lot of control, like we have a goal or a quest when we're doing that kind of journeying. Even though we might not know what the result's going to be, we have a quest or a desire to get information on something specific. But in dream time, we don't have this level of mind control because we're, or intention, because we're sleeping. And even those of you who have studied lucid dreaming or kind of have a handle on that, it doesn't always work as well as we think, or it's, it's hard to get the knack of that. And so it's always interesting to see what kind of dreams we have recurrently 
and what kinds of things are happening in our dreams. And I do want to say now, psychology would say dreams are about the subconscious. And I would say, let's just toss that term out as being kind of an older term or a term that's specific to psychology. Let's work instead. The way I like to work is that when we dream, we're going into collective consciousness and there in collective consciousness is a vast array of information that is a language that we as souls have decided to work with and that we understand. So we might see archetype, we might see um, symbolism, we might have animals that mean a certain thing like totem animals. We might have people show up that are souls that we know that we're working out karma in. We might go to places that are portals um, that represent places that we're working out our understanding. And so anytime you're having a dream that repeats a lot, one way you can begin to process this dream is to recognize the dream. Oh, I'm having that dream of... um, One of my frequent recurring dreams used to be a dream where I was trying to pack a bunch of suitcases to get everyone in the family to an airplane. And as I packed the suitcases, the um, clothing would fall out. So I never made it there. Another dream that I would have is always wandering around in these hallways, being unable to find um, find out where I was going or being able to get to my destination. And of course I didn't even know my destination. So, uh, psychological or dream analysis would give a certain meaning to both of those dreams. But what I'd like to suggest is that you go into your dream in meditation. So you go to the recurring dream of say, packing the suitcase that always unpacks itself. You go into meditation, you take yourself to that place in the dream, and then you begin to look around in meditation. You're not trying to redream it. You're not trying to recall it. You're not looking up in a dream book. You're re-going, you're returning. It's like you're returning to the scene of the crime. You're returning to the place you dreamt of. You're finding something that is hazy in your memory about the dream. And you're going back there and you're exploring in meditation, these phrases that we use, show me more, tell me more, let me see this, let me see that. And you're going into that dream and beginning to explore using that dream as the portal that you enter through. And what you may find is that what's being shown to you in a particular recurring dream is actually different than how you've been interpreting it. You may be going to an actual place that you've forgotten about. You may be going to an actual memory that needs to get recognized. There may be something else, an action that is needed by you returning from a more awake mind, yet still in meditative state, and seeing what you can figure out there. So I invite you to just try that. So for example, my spaceship dream, I'm going to sometime today, go in, meditate on that, go back to everything I remember, go back into that in meditation and just say, show me more, 
Tell me more. What am I supposed to understand from this? I'm not redreaming. I'm not keeping a dream journal. I'm going back and looking through using the dream as the portal, and I'm going back and meditating on that, and I'll be excited to see what happens. So that's a technique you can try, and I find it works incredibly well, and it's super interesting. All right, we're going to go to the phones, and I invite you to call in for free readings Tuesday, 888-298-5569, It looks like we have Cynthia from Issaquah. Cynthia, welcome. Hello. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Thanks for your patience. No problem. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. So um, tell me what's on your mind or what I can help you look at today. Um, I guess I wanted to see on a level what my higher spirit or guides are saying about my uh, my physical ailment with my back and hip issues that are going on right now. I know it's maybe I'm trying to support too many things or something, but it's come down to it's very chronic pain. Yeah. Um and I've been having, I know, you were talking about dreams. I know I'm having a lot of dreams, but I'm not remembering them on a level, but I know I'm having a lot of downloads. I'm feeling like spirit's trying to tell me stuff through this pain. I might not, I don't know what they're maybe trying to convey. Yeah. Um, have we, have we been in contact before? Like, is this, I feel like I'm recognizing your voice. Is that true? I think I have called Okay. I have called into you before, and I have read some of your stuff, but I'll admit I'm sitting here right now at my job going, <laughs> let me call into your... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, perfect. Well, so, yeah, it, it absolutely feels like there is a ton of releasing of physical stuff and people you're taking care of and the whole situation you're in, um that that has not happened and is really 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 ready to happen does that ring a bell for you or have you been yeah. thinking of of moving even or downsizing or making a change on yeah. those levels now yeah my whole apartment has been emptied out to do renovations from a flood so all my stuff is on the carport and i'm going to put a whole bunch on um offer up to get rid of stuff good yeah. Okay, that's going to help. Um, okay. There's this whole idea of, you know, every item we have contains the energy of, you know, where it was made, who made it, where it came from, and then also the association that we've attached to it. And mm-hmm. so as you clear out stuff, like you're literally lighting, lightening your psychic load. So that's going to be very useful for you. Um, the flood, uh, how do you feel you've, you've, um, healed from or processed the grief and shock of that situation? Well, I feel like it's all come back to a head on some level. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's reigniting all the other stuff and, and, um, July is always a hard month because anniversary of my mother passing over next Saturday. And yeah, the furniture that I have is from someone of hers. And mm-hmm. then 
in the apartment where my husband died, where he passed over. And now yeah. it's all um, kind of get ready for the next stage, but I'm feeling my rising signs in cancer, I'm feeling like the heaviest grief again on a level. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's interesting that like flooding is symbolic of like emotional flooding or all of these emotions right. and all of this stuff just needing to be washed clean. Right. It, it feels like you don't feel very safe in your, like, like you are safe, but you don't feel safe. Does that feel like you mm. don't feel protected or stabilized? Is that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't, and I've been working on my uh, levels to feel that way more, but it kind of, when I pulled my back now, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of sent me for a loop. <clears throat> because now I physically have to go slower and some of the yeah. tools to release some of the stress it's in the physical exercise, and I can't do that as well. <laughs> I move as fast. Yeah. I think um, the physical stuff is temporary. It's all related to the grief, the energetically, the, the grief of letting all this stuff go and feeling like if you let all this stuff go, you're letting the people go or you're letting mm. that that your life will never return with the same level of connection that you used that you used to have in these relationships. Um, so that's incorrect. <laughs> the, the good news is that it's all just feelings, um, but it's actually not how things are. The sooner you're able to release the stuff with trust that um, better things are ahead and holding on to stuff does not, um, I don't know, isn't, isn't useful. There will be this kind of freedom in releasing and freedom in sort of the universe really likes it when we show up to like what really is versus staying in the past or staying in grief. Um, so showing up to where you, Cynthia, are right now and like knowing that you can go forward and you actually are going to go forward and releasing this stuff just makes it easier to take these next steps. So I know that um, it can be really hard to feel positive about anything when you're in this state. So just literally just chucking one thing and getting rid of one more thing and this sense of accomplishment starts to, and you just sort of feel this relief with every item that goes. And so that's where I'd start. And then you notice like, oh, I actually don't hurt as much. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, there are some physical things just like age, <laughs> just <Yeah>. our friend <laughs> yeah. age, you know, but... But it's a lot of it's just emotional grief. And so as you let go of things and you realize like, I let go of that and yet I'm still here. I let go of that. I'm still here. And as you do this process, you start to get stronger. Okay. That makes sense. Is there anyone that can help you? Like, do you have a friend that could come and help you uh, do some of this sorting? No, the one friend is now moving to Spokane. 
Yeah. And um, well, just keep your keep your eyes open. Sometimes people show up really unexpectedly mm -hmm. and help us out. Like we just like right. some random person, like our neighbors, like oh, I can help you. Don't okay. say no right. if, that, if that happens. I think that's going to happen, and there's going to be some little angelic person <laughs> that shows up <laughs> and is like, I'll I'll support you in this. So anyway. Okay. Well, Cynthia, keep 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 with the idea that this is going to pass, and that okay. on the other side is a lot of relief and a lot of freedom and some stuff to look forward to that you probably haven't even expected yet. So, just keep that idea going. Thank you. Sir. So, okay, thanks for calling into the show. Appreciate. Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <clears throat> yeah, Cynthia is in this. Uh, part spot that a lot of us get to we get to a certain age and stage and we've held you know we've had these relationships people leave our lives it's very difficult we have these certain identities around how we're living and um, then and then that just suddenly needs to go um, just suddenly needs to go I used to believe um, back when I was uh, in kindergarten at uh, Sandpoint Elementary in Seattle, which is where I grew up. Um, I remember in kindergarten, we didn't have cubbies. We just had little hooks for our coats or whatever. And then in first grade, we had to go to get a locker. And I was terrified that I wouldn't know how to use a locker or I couldn't, I couldn't figure out a locker, or like a locker was too hard. And then, of course, at the end of first grade, we have to clean out our locker, which is filled with old sandwich breadcrumbs and, you know, old milk cartons <laughs> of lost jackets that we finally find. And we just got to get rid of all that stuff to go to second grade, get our new fresh clean locker. It's like every stage of life we're going to is this terror of the new beginning. And we always have to release what's um what we've accumulated in the stage before sometimes it's physical objects sometimes it's full-on identities a lot of you guys listening um, are going through um you know divorce grieving of someone passing um you're going through say you're gonna retire or you're um, gonna um, move all these transition get a new job all these transitions require this releasing of the old which can be energetic spiritual and physical and then beginning the new and it can be daunting it can be daunting because it'd be kind of be scary to go into what's ahead so just recognizing this is part of how we grow it's the normal way and once you kind of get into the flow of I'm okay. I'm doing it. I haven't done this before, but I will be doing it in future. I'm going to, I'm going to succeed. I can do it, but I got to get rid of all this stuff, physical, emotional, so forth. Uh, makes the process easier. So for those of you interested in learning more about uh, this kind of work that I teach, um, please go to the website, sarahwiseman.com with so many courses. Uh, really low-cost, affordable self-study courses that you can do. And then we're starting signups for fall 2022 Intuition University. Um, so we're starting signups for our uh, beginning group 
which is on um, Wednesday. So go ahead, Sarah, at sarahweisman.com, and you can see really quickly how to sign up for that. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy these days of summer. Uh, take that time to be out under the stars in the, in the evening, the warm evening. Take that time to get up early when the light is really active and hopeful. Uh, take that time to be out in nature as much as you can. Again, like this is a lovely, beautiful season. It's a season of energy and body and um, being out and enjoying and try and do that as much as you can as much as you're able always when we live with the seasons in the natural the natural course of things we do better now is not the time to be hardcore working on some big project or to be um, uh, stressing and hunkering down and building and planning summer the season of um, relaxing, enjoying, and being in tune with uh, the vibe and energy of how things are. I'm Sarah Wiseman. Again, you'll find me at sarahwiseman.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back with more of the Mystic School next week. Thanks for listening. Want more of The Mystic School with Sarah Wiseman? Tune in for uplifting talk on psychic opening, spiritual awakening, and all things mystic and metaphysical. Want to connect with Sarah? Visit sarahwiseman.com. Are you ready to expand your psychic gifts? Did you know that Sarah Wiseman offers dozens of low-cost courses in psychic development, soul growth, guides and angels, mediumship, channeling, karmic healing, past lives, and more? These premium online courses are self-study, so you can work on your own schedule. Sign up for Sarah's courses now at sarahwiseman.com.